The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ooh. The theme of this season is the Holy Spirit, the month of the Spirit. And um, thank you, Holy Spirit. In every season, God has a word. In every season. And we learned that there are two words for word in the scriptures. Can you remember? I said, can you remember? The first one is the word logos. We say logos refers to an idea, a thought, a concept. It refers to what God has said. Logos refers to the entire body of divine revelation. When the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the Logos. If you study the Greeks, they will tell you that they believe that everything, there's a concept from which everything started. And the Greeks called that concept the Logos. And John the Beloved wanted them to know that the Logos is God. I remember some people say things like, there was a big bang. But who made the big bang? Come on now. Even if you want to claim you believe in evolution, which I don't, I don't believe in evolution. Because the Bible says the first man, what? Adam. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45. It says, and so it is written, the first man, what? Adam. So, if the Bible says the first man is Adam, and all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, which means it's not the author's idea or perspective, then there was no man before man. Come on now. Because some of you believe in the concept of the um, homo whatever and then say we are homo sapiens. Where I refuse that we evolve from one gorilla. No. I told the story of um, a mother and the child was talking to the mother and said, daddy said that man evolved, that we evolved. And the mother said, from your father's side of the family. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because <laughs> the Bible tells us God made man in his image and what after his likeness. So there was no man before man. And I've heard people say that... Um, um, in the beginning in Genesis, it's not really the beginning. 
There was another beginning before that beginning. Have you had such teaching? Matthew 19. I don't, when I, I don't argue, I just show scripture. Matthew 19, begin from verse, let's read verse 5. It says, um, no, it's verse 4. Give us verse 4. It says, and he answered and said unto them, have you not read that he which made them, when? No, the Genesis 1, 1, that is not the beginning. The original beginning. Jesus said, at the beginning, who is more correct, Jesus or a preacher? Talk to me now. Is Jesus more correct than me? No. Come on now. Jesus and me. Who is more correct? Jesus. And Jesus said, he we, we, who made them, which made them, at the beginning made them male and female. So that was the beginning. Come on now. You see, to believe certain things, you will have to renounce Christ without saying you renounced him. I don't argue when people come and say, and this is, I just, no, okay, I just, say, just relax. I open first one, open another scripture, open another. So what do you see? I believe this one. Why? Because I don't argue. My opinion doesn't count. What counts is the word of God. See, there was a man before man, before Adam. There was one man. That man evolved. The Bible has said, the second man, Adam. No, he said, the first man. And that was a man, because Genesis chapter 5, Genesis 5, verse 1. It says, this is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the life of God made he him. Period. So we have dealt with that. So, back to the logos. So the Greeks believed that there was a concept, a word, an idea from which everything was and, and came from. And John was saying that that idea you're talking about, that concept is God. He said the same was the beginning with God. Verse 2. Then he says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. The second word for word is what rhema. Pronounce it, say rhema. Okay. Not a rhema. All right. Rhema. Say rhema. Yeah. Hallelujah. Everyone needs a rhema. Do you get it? Everyone needs a rhema. When you get your rhema, you find your erema calabo. Shut up. Oh. See, some of you are excited. See, see revelation. <laughs> okay, rhema refers to utterance. It's a specific word. Give it to me. To a specific person. Give it to me. At a specific time. Give it to me. Thank you. At a specific, for a specific purpose. All right. Now, 
many people are not prospering the way they should because they don't function by the arima. Everything God does in your life, he does according to a rhema or in response to a rhema. I'm going to show you a few things from the scripture because a lot of times we don't listen to the spirit. The spirit of God quickens the word of God. Tell someone the spirit of God quickens the word of God. Yeah, the, the logos. How many of you have been reading the Bible and somehow as though one verse just stood out to you as though God said it to you? Have you, have you, have you experienced it? That is your rhema. In Matthew 4 verse 4, let's begin from verse 3 into 4 so you can get this. So you can call this message operating by your rhema. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Next verse. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, the devil came, give me verse 3 again. He says, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. In other words, let the physical evidence be proof of what God says you are. And Jesus said, hey. My circumstances, my validity does not come from my circumstances. My validity comes from what God has said. So Jesus was living and functioning by his rhema. Are we together? Luke 4 verse 18. We are looking at operating by your rhema. It says the spirit of the Lord is, first of all, begin from verse 16 please. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, that word is ethos. Jesus had a habit as his habit was. You see, and that's one thing you've got to understand. That consistency is the key to success. Consistency is the key to breakthrough. Jesus had a custom. He had a habit. And the difference between successful people and failures is their habits. If you change something you do daily, you will change the outcomes of your life. You are where you are today because of something you do every day. Something you do every day is sabotaging your progress. Something you do every day is facilitating your progress. Something you do every day. As his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for the read. Next verse. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Say he found the place. Watch his raiment. Verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19. To preach that step of the year of the Lord. Verse 20, please. And he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Now, why was everybody looking at him? Because of the way he read it. Because uh, the Jewish synagogues, for the most part, every Sabbath, they read the same thing. Their churches are, are function like that. The message of the whole year has been printed out. They give you, you go and study to preach the same message. All right? And this young man read the scripture. And when he read it, he read it as they was talking about himself. I believe Jesus had read it like this. Give me verse 18 again. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance of the captive. To come alongside to them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Close it. Sat down. He said, me. I thought it was Isaiah. He said, me. Then he sat down. All eyes were fastened on him. Next verse. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. The word was no longer logos or logos. It was what? Rhema. Are we together? Let's go to Luke chapter 1. And let's see from verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Say amen. amen. To be blessed is to be highly favored. To be blessed is to be highly favored. Next verse. It says, When she saw him, she was troubled at his, at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Next verse. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Tell someone, I found favor with God. Every child of God has found favor with God. The day you came to Christ, you came into favor. Romans 5 verse 2. It says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amplified version, please. It says, Through him also we have our access, entrance, by faith into this grace. Give it to me. State of what? God's favor in which we firmly and what safely stand. See, I found favor with God. Whatever you are conscious of is what manifests in your life. You attract whatever you are conscious of. And whatever you focus on, you become conscious on. See? And if you're gonna be if you're gonna be conscious of something, you gotta focus on it. How do I focus on it? Meditation. You have to meditate on it again and again until you know that you are favored. Say, I am favored. Yeah, you, got, you better know it. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. O King James first. After that, amplified. And it says, all things are of God which are, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation, verse 19. It says to know, that word to witness to know, that God was in Christ reconciling the word unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed to us, come unto us the word of reconciliation. 18, 19, Amplified. He said, but all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, gave it to me, received us, what, into favor, and brought us into harmony with himself. See, I found favor with God. Every child of God has found favor with God. You may not be enjoying the favor because there are certain things that activate the favor. You see that? 
Every man carries a seed within himself. There are certain activities that activate the seed to be released. You're carrying favor as a child of God. There are certain things and certain environments you can be in that can activate that favor that you carry. Tell someone I carry favor. Yeah. For instance, giving activates favor. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. If you read from verse 6 to 8, because of time, I'm going to take verse 8. It says, and God is saved from verse 6. Let's get from verse 6 to 8. It says, and this I say, he who swears spirally shall also reap spirally, and he who swears bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Verse 7, please. It says, but every man, according, to, according as he proposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly of, of necessity, for God love the cheerful giver. It says, don't give as though you're trying to help God. You know, sometimes we, we, we give as though God needs the money more than we need his blessing. There's none of us here that can help God. So don't ever see maybe church has and he said, well, let me give so that church can be able to. No, 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 no. Whatever you are giving is for your own blessing. Thought I'll get an amen. amen. Are you following me? Look at this. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficient in all things may abound to every good work. So he speaks to the giver and says, don't be given as though God, God has a need. God loves every giver. And when you give, he's able to make all grace. Give it to me in the Amplified Version, please. It says, and God is able to make all grace. What did he say? Every favor and what? An earthly blessing come to you how? In abundance. There are certain things that activate favor. You're giving. You're talking. Your words. See? Your words. Your words can be your greatest hindrance to your own success. Because in life, we get what we say. You say you will die poor, you will. Even God cannot help you. You say you will die rich as a child of God, and you function in line with God's principle, you'll be rich. It matters what you say. The Bible says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things we say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, God will side in on what you say, because he creates the fruit of the lips. Children of Israel said they would die in the wilderness. What happened? They died in the wilderness. A man has what he say. Caleb said, I'll get the mountain. God said, you'll get the mountain. So even when he was eight, past 80, he was still as strong as when he was in his 40s. You see that? Tell someone it matters what you say. So there are things you do that activates the favor you carry. Tell someone I carry favor. Yeah, praise for instance when you when you worship or you praise God, you activate the favor you carry. Favor manifests. Second Corinthians five eighteen again, because that's not my focus. But so yeah, you you want to know how to activate the favor. The way some of you are looking at me, it says. He received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And by word and deed, my aim to bring others into harmony with him. Next verse. It was God personally present in himself, reconciling the world to what? To favor how? With himself. Not counting up or holding against men their trespasses, but counseling them. And committed to us the message of reconciliation of what? Of the restoration to what? To favor. So from the day you got born again, you entered into favor. I am favored. Mm, you didn't sound like it. I am favored. So you need to understand as a child of God, you are favored. And you need to say it. Because what you say is what you experience. 
You will never experience it until you say it. No matter what God has promised, until you say it, you will not experience it. Jesus died for all men not to go to hell, but many people go to hell. They never confessed that they believe that Jesus died for their sins. They never confessed that Jesus was buried and that Jesus was rose again. They never confessed him as their Lord. Since they never said it, they never experienced what they promised. See, until you say what God has said, you will not experience what God has promised. That's why for Abraham to have a child, to function with his rhema, God made sure Abraham was speaking his rhema. His name was Abram, exalted father. God says, no more, your name is Abraham. That was his rhema. A specific word to a specific person at a specific time for a specific purpose. So you shall be a father of many nations. So when you ask him what's his name, say Abraham. I told you Abraham. Before I was Abraham. Now I'm Abraham. Because what you are saying now will affect your future. Every word you speak is a prophecy. That's why we say every man is an architect of his own fortune. Where you are right now is where you put yourself. Where you are right now is where you put yourself. Not where God put you. That's why on the day of judgment you give account of yourself. You, you cannot blame God for whatever you are going through. Why? For instance, as he thinketh in his heart, what did he say? So is he. He didn't say that's how God wants him. The children of Israel said that the giants were, were in, in, in the sight of the giants were grasshoppers and in our own side were grasshoppers. They got what they, what they said. God promised they would enter the, will, the, the, the promised land. They said they would die in the wilderness. What God said did not happen. What they said happened. Because God will create for you what you say. Isaiah 57 verse 19. What did God say? I create the fruit of the leaves. Peace to him that is near. Peace to him that is afar off. Sear the Lord and I will heal him. So where you are right now is what you said yesterday. And what you are saying today is what you have tomorrow. So be careful what you say. Are you following me? Alright. So having learned Ephesians 1 verse 6. That every child of God, Ephesians 1, 6, it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, when he made us accepted in the beloved. So, as a child of God, you have found favor of God. Say, I found favor with God. Go back to Luke 1, operating by your rhema. Luke 1, back to where we were. It says, for fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Say, I found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in that woman and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Verse 32. He shall be great and, and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Verse 33. He shall reign over the house of J Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Drop down. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be seen I know not a man? Whenever God gives you a promise, it is always beyond your ability to bring it to pass. Whenever God gives you a promise, it is always beyond your ability to bring it to pass. Next verse, verse 5, 35. And the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. That's the season we are in. And the power of the highest shall, shall do thee say amen. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Verse 36. And behold, I cousin Elizabeth, 
She has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. But the literal word is here, no remnant from God is impossible of, of fulfillment. When you receive a rema, the rema is self-fulfilling when you believe it. When you receive a rema, the rema becomes self-fulfilling when you believe it. It says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Give it to me in the amplified version. Amplified. Hallelujah. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no rhema from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So when God gives you a rhema, he's telling you what is inevitable if you believe it. So God speaks to you, you are going through a financial challenge, and God says, I have made you a billionaire. Now, that rhema is inevitable if you believe it. See, God doesn't just speak so it can happen. God speaks because it has happened in the realm of the spirit. Isaiah 46 verse 9 and 10, operating by a rhema. It says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Next verse. Declaring the end from where? Why? Because God has seen the end. The Bible says he's the one who was, give it to me, who is and what? Who is to come. So God has seen the future. And God in his wisdom speaks into your presence something that is manifested in the future. When you believe it, it becomes your reality. There are many words God has given to you because he gave those words to you because that's what the future looks like. 22nd of November 2002, God said, take my healing power to the nations. Now, what does that mean? It means that somewhere in the future, every nation in the earth will be impacted by the ministry we carry. Now, the Lord spoke to me one time. He said, I did not say African nations. I did not say some nations. I said the nations. That means somehow, whether through internet or however, even Saudi Arabia will be impacted by our ministry. See, when God gives you a rhema, he has already seen it happen. That's why when he spoke about Isaac coming and Abraham laughed and Sarah laughed, God asked him, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Because when God speaks a word, he's committed to it. I'm here to tell you that that word God promised you is about to come to pass. Are you following me? Declaring the end from the beginning. He has seen the end. This is the God that knows the end, knows the future more than we know the past. He looks at a guy and says, you are going to be great. And he, let me, let's deal with Abraham. Abraham had a rhema. Genesis 12. Beginning from verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, he had a rhema. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of, thee out of your country and from thy kindred and from thy fathers unto a land that I will show thee. Next verse. And I will make of thee a great nation. 
And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. It says, I will bless them that bless thee and I will curse them that curse thee and indeed all the families of the earth be blessed. Has this happened? See, when God said it, it looked, it was telling a man to leave his own people because that's the way society functions and this functions now for the most part. For instance, most of you in this church now from Bielsa because you believe that Bielsa will be easier for you to prosper than to go to a strange land. Come on now. And now God tells a man to go to a hostile community, an hostile area and says, when you go there, I will make of you a great decision. That means you're going to have many children. Don't forget, the man's wife was already barren. In Genesis 11 verse 30, the Bible says, and Sarah was barren and she had no child. So God knew the wife was barren and God was saying that you're going to have a lot of children. How is this going to happen? Are you following me? See, God gives you a rhema that if you believe it, it's inevitable. He says, I'll make of you a great nation and I'll make thy name great. He says, and I'll, 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 verse 2, that's verse 2. I'll make of thee a great nation and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll bless thee and I'll make thy name, thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And Abraham is a great name. All the three monotheistic religions in, in the religion of the world recognize Abraham. I will bless them that bless thee. When Abraham got to Egypt, I think it's Genesis 2, I'm reading from verse 9. And, and when he got to Egypt and Pharaoh took his wife, the Bible says the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house because of Abraham. You see that? The Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house because God says, I will cause him that caused him. That means the rhema came to pass. Are you following me? In Genesis 20, when Abimelech tried to take his wife, what happened? God told the man, you are a dead man. And all the wombs of everybody in Abimelech's house was closed until Abraham prayed and their womb opened. Why? Because when God gives you a rhema, he is committed. Say, I believe. I don't know what God told you. I don't care how big it is, God is bigger still. Did you hear what I said? Because it looks so big, so impossible. I remember Brother Andrew, God told him that he will take the Bibles to the, um, the um, Russian nations, the Baltic nations. That's the nations under USSR and the other part that were under communism. And he had no car. He did not know how to drive. So how was this word going to come to pass? Suddenly, a stranger called him and said, they should come and see him. He went to see them. They, went, they started praying. And they, they were praying for his calling. And the man said, the Lord said, I should teach you how to drive. He said, well, how am I driving? How will I even get a car? I don't even know how to get a car. The money to buy a car. Because it was a, it was a child of a farmer and a man that was also a smith. That's a blacksmith. So how is he going to get money to buy a car? In their village, everybody rides a bicycle. And the man began to teach him how to drive, was learning how to drive. Then finally, something interesting happened. A couple that was in their place that were born again, that had moved to the city, they were rich now, and they called for him. They said, um, so what are you doing with your life? They said, God told him that he will spread the word of God and smuggle Bibles. They said, yeah, you're going to need a car. He said, yes, I'll need a car, but I don't have a car. 
The man and his wife looked at each other and said, God said we should give you our car. See, if God gave you a word, rest. See, the foundation of his throne is justice. He must fulfill his word. He cannot deny himself. God sent me to tell someone here, that big word God gave you is coming to pass in this season. Are you following me? So he drove the car to the village. They started looking at him like a drug dealer. Although he stole the car, they said, how did you get the car? I said, someone gave you the car. How can someone give you a car? It is a rima being fulfilled. He smuggled Bibles consistently. He was never killed. God protected. There was a time they, he saw the, the Russians, they were checking him and he carried so much Bibles and he was afraid. He said, see, since he cannot have the Bible, he spread the Bible on the chair. The men looked, they didn't see the Bible. Because they told God, we had this, he said, God, he said, you who make the, see, the, the, blind, the blind see, make the seeing blind. And they never saw it. I'm going to tell someone here, that case that is against you is closed today. That petition written against you is cancelled today. I don't know who that is for. Look at this. So, the rhema, when God gives that rhema, you believe it. Go back to that Luke chapter 1 quickly. Hallelujah. Look at verse um, 37 amplified. Quickly. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible and no one from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. That means God, when he speaks to you, is telling you something that wants to happen. Believe him. Because it is the believing that forces the manifestation. Are you all there? Verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it, be it unto me how? According to your rhema. And the angel departed. And instantly, Mary get belly. As soon as you believe the rhema, the process of manifestation has started. See, I believe. It is time to go and carry that your note that God told you again. Luke 1 45. Elizabeth is talking to Mary. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those who were told her how from the Lord. Don't forget, as soon as Elizabeth saw Mary, the Bible says the baby in her womb leaped. Why? Because Mary was now the mother of the Lord. If you look at verse 42, 41 to 43 quickly. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that a babe lived in her womb and Elizabeth was with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Notice that that moment that Mary believed she conceived. Verse 3. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That means Mary was already pregnant. Because when you read your Bible, after the angel left her, Mary left immediately. A few days, just she left immediately. But she had already conceived. 
When God gives us the word, most of the time we doubt it because it's too good to be true. It is too good to be true because God is too good. God gives you that big promise for a reason. Because he is so big and he wants to do things in your life that you cannot take credit for. You are looking at a ministry that will have New Vision TV English, New Vision TV Yoruba, New Vision TV Awusa, New Vision TV Igbo, New Vision TV Izon, New Vision TV French, New Vision TV... New... Are you getting what I'm saying? You will see it happen with your eyes. Those of you who are watching to see what will happen to the ministry, watch you. Get a notepad. It will be filled very soon. Because this God we are talking about is stepping in on our behalf. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell someone your word is coming to pass. Yeah, your word is coming to pass. Luke chapter 5. See, all it takes to change your circumstance is one word. All it takes. Beginning from verse 1, Luke 5, 1 please. And it came to pass that the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God as the Logos. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Jesus was preaching. Next verse. And saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen were, were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Because they were frustrated. There was a failure. Next verse. And he entered into one of the sheep, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught out the people out of the sheep. So Jesus came and borrowed the sheep. I said, let me use your sheep to preach. The man said, okay. At least the sheep did not bring anything. Let us even do religious things. Yeah, enter. So Jesus preached. Verse 4. When he had left speaking, when Jesus finished speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, for a drought. Now, this man caught nothing at night. The best time to fish with nets is when at night. And Jesus told the man he should let down his nets during the day. Too good to be true. See, there are many words God has told you he will do with your life, he will do with your family, he will do with your children. They are just too good to be true. Yes, because it takes faith to make it happen. If God told you something simple, and said, my son, as you are, I'll make you a school principal. It's very small. But when God speaks to you, you know that your village is, is very small. There has been no great man in your community, in the history of your community, that even the king is poor. You don't have a village like that. You enter the palace, you wonder who died here. And now God tells you and says, my son, I shall make you a governor. <laughs> Satan, I bind you for causing confusion. Because you don't see how you can be a governor. Or you are living from hand to mouth. Not from your hand though. Somebody is putting food in your mouth because you cannot even provide for yourself. And God speaks and says, my son, I have made you a millionaire. 
to have orphanages and build universities. And the big world was coming. You're going to be so rich until bags of dollars. You know, you went to a friend to share it. So, boy, the Chris, in your life, you don't see dollar. Say, now, me, even me, too, the things that I know you're aware. Say, you know, you're aware now. If it sounds too good to be true, it's because a God that is too good has told you. Are you following me? It says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. A carpenter is telling a fisherman how to fish. Too good to be true. Some of us have said, Jesus, if not carpentry, you know your work. My father was a fisherman. My forefathers were fishermen. Carpenter, hold your side. He didn't say that. Verse 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your rema, See, all it needs to change your season is one word. And I'm sent to tell somebody here, you are in your season of double. For your shame, you will have double honor. For confusion, you eat your, your, you eat your portion. Say, can I get a believing amen? For every loss in your life, God is restoring to you double. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Hear me. Peter did not have faith for nets. Most of you are expecting God to do this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing by the end of the year. Hear me. He's packing all of them together for you in this season. Let down your nets. Some of you, you will soon be afraid that EFCC might be after you because of the way money is coming to your account. Because the Rema word is the day of the double portion. See, if you've never seen abundance before, get ready. Because God is going to bless your socks off. You don't know if it's Americans, you understand what I'm saying? See, God is so, so blessed there'll be no place to put it. You don't understand what I'm saying. Some of you, your compound can take one car per tenant. I'll leave it at that. Because what God is going to do for you in this season, there will be no space. Some of you, your, 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 your city room is too small for the, for the furniture God is bringing. Your clothes, you can, you can, you can all hang now. With what God is doing, there'll be no space to hang the clothes. Operating by your rema. Say, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. Peter don't have faith for nets. You need about two or three accounts in this season. Because what God is bringing might make you questionable. 
Somebody that promised you a long time will suddenly remember you. Somebody that was supposed to help you for a long time will suddenly remember you. The day Mordecai was supposed to die was the day he was promoted. It did not look possible. Hear me. What? You are in a season of divine surprises. What you think cannot happen, you know, it's just like that in this far. It will start happening consistently in different ways in this season. That's the rema over this house. Your Give us Amos 9:13 quickly. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that the plowman should overtake the reaper, and the train of grapes him that soweth the seed. Now, you don't plow until after you have reaped. So God is saying that when it's supposed to be reaping time, you've already gone beyond reaping. That means you're not going to function by normal calendar. You are expecting money to enter your account by 25th. But I'm messing it happening on the 5th, on the 10th, on the 15th, and on the 25th. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It says, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. Give it to me in the message translation. I love the message translation with this verse. It says, yes indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will sweep. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening when? At once. Your wife gave birth. You bought a new car. You bought a new land. You entered a new house. At the same time. Everything will be happening at once. Then he says. And everywhere you look. What will you see? Blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. My time is up. Celebrate Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003 382 or 5 God bless you.